and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Um, do apologise, we had a bit of a lost pod due to technical difficulties and um, a, a very disjointed conversation, it must be said, Chief, um, after the City game. So we, we weren't able to bring you us basically waxing lyrical and salivating over Mo Salah and saying that we're obviously going to win the league. So we might get that out at some point. Dave has to put it out, so we probably won't. But we'll, we'll do what we can tonight to kind of fill the void. Um, and tonight I've got an esteemed panel of three colleagues. We've got uh, Neil Patterson out the wild Atlantic way. I've got Beryl Akis in the Netherlands. And I've got Johnny Henderson in Belfast for a non-European night, which is weird, but pleasant nonetheless, Johnny. So let's just get in. Yeah, let's just get into it. Um, we were we were dead good, weren't we? We were really really good. Um, it's five nil. It's four nil after fifty five minutes or something, and, and you're kind of thinking it could be seven, eight, nine here, but it never really ends up that way because games just kind of tend to peter out after that, and you maybe get one more goal at the end, which is what happened. But I was watching that game. I was watching us have like almost 100% of the ball at times. Um, at the, like at halftime, the, the possession statistics were absolutely outrageous. And especially considering the goals we score and especially looking at probably Firmino's three goals, I watched it and I was like, that was almost City-esque. Still us and still very identifiably us. But very, very City-esque in, in the possession and the patience and the getting in behind and the pulling the ball back from the back, the byline and, and, and scoring really what looked like really simple goals, but were really, really complicated when you look at them overall. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was a really complete performance. And I thought what was telling was they just started really quickly, didn't they? Um they were just on it right away. They were just really, really sharp. And and you could tell after a couple of minutes that Danny Rose was just going to be in for a, for a horrible uh, 90 minutes of trying to mark Mo Salah. You know, he, yeah, he looked like Ricky Hatton in between fights, didn't he? God help him. <laughs> he, he does look a lot. He did, I, I did say when I, the, the camera zoomed in on Rose early on, and I was like, he looks a little bit chubby to be, play, <laughs> to be playing in the Premier League. He, doesn't look optimally, uh, let's just say, in optimum condition. Um, and then you're up against Salah, who's obviously the <laughs> Mr. Physique. Um, and then it, it was just clear that he didn't know what to do. He, he was backing off him and he was getting destroyed and he looked at it six and sevens. And then he tried to get, he, he tried to get tight to him and obviously he wasn't strong enough. Um and, and and it was it was a funny game. I just thought right from the get go, we were so sharp, we were on it. Mo does that unbelievable assist, and we just we keep going, we keep going. You're right, it was very like City. We just we just we just killed them completely with a passing, killed the crowd, moved them about the pitch, got overlaps, got cutbacks. You know, Milner, Firmino. I think that was a really important goal because it wasn't that long before half time and. We'd had a few chances. We were all over them, but I think that just got us into the dressing room nice and comfortable. And then, yeah, the second half was a straw. I think, as you say, 
10 minutes in the second half, it was 4-0. And it was perfect, really, wasn't it? Because it's a, it's a big week. We've got a few big games. And it was lovely that we were able to just sort of manage minutes, you know, get get Robertson and Trent off, get them get them a wee bit of a of a breather. And, and really, the last half hour was a stroll. It was just, you know, keeping the ball. Um, yeah, very, very good. I must say, probably one of the most complete performances in that I don't think there's a player that I would rate that game below an eight. I think everyone really was good. So, yeah, they were, they were, they were super. I think what was pleasing as well was it was one of those games where it, it all looked set up, you know, internationals, Brazil have been dicking us about again. You're, you're coming back, you're missing Malison, you're missing Fabinho. Uh, you still got Thiago out. It's a half 12 kickoff. Um, they've got a new manager. You've got that new manager bounce. And it just felt like there was a lot of things set up. And uh, we just dismissed that and blew them away. And um, I'll, let, I'll let someone else try and describe the salad goal. <laughs> But it was, but it was amazing. They were really, really good. It was, it was terrific, brilliant. Yeah, we'll we'll get them all. We'll get them all. Beryl, um, you know, Johnny makes a really, really good point. That we're 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 so on it from the, the the first whistle. We're absolutely on it. You know, they're not great. They just had their manager sacked. Um, but they've been solid. They they hadn't conceded more than two goals in the game all season. But what that performance said to me. And if you couple this with with Salah's, you know, social media message um, after the City game, this team just looked like they have reflected on last season and they've listened to everything that people have said about them before the season started. Like, oh, I think Liverpool will drop out of the top four. And and Leicester might might be the ones to nip in there or whatever, and they've just said to themselves, "Fuck this for a game of darts. We're going to go out there and we are going to win everything that's on offer." It's a plausible theory. So you know, uh, if we look at what what they are doing uh, up until this point in the season, um, um, and and I've said this before, I, I think. Um, you know, I, I, I seriously can't um, take last season into account uh, as a serious season, as a normal season. You know, it, it obviously wasn't a normal season, but um, uh, for anyone, because of the lack of of of, uh, of fans. But you know, beyond that, we, we had a, a ludicrous uh, amount of of injuries to to key players, uh, and and still managed. To, to get into third um, but uh, you're right you know all of these so-called pundits and and so-called experts were writing us off you know on the basis of that of that you know very very car crash uh, type of of, of season um, and you know I, I, I again I, I can't take it into account because if you if you just you know Erase that season and 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 go back to 1819 uh, and uh, 1920. Uh, uh, then this is the natural progression because we were this this swashbuckling team and then we uh, became this this very solid team, and then we we became this this incredibly consistent team, 
uh, and the only thing that we needed to do was 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 score even more and 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 do more with the possession that we we were getting, because you know teams were getting um, scared of us and and were were, were um, um, employing more and more defensive tactics against us. So. Uh, and this is what we are doing. Uh, this is what we are witnessing at this moment. And and in the beginning of the season, we had Harvey Elliott, and uh, and the triangle on on the right was was really interesting to see uh, with Trent, uh, Mo, and Harvey. Um, and then Harvey got got taken out. Um, and, you know, we all know what happened. But uh, so we had to adjust again. But but still, I, I, I think. We are seeing, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, us not only being dominant, but 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 doing something with that dominance uh, in in the, um, you know, by scoring goals, lots of goals, and and and, and there was a, there was a concentration, because you know these these two or thirty games are, and especially after a, a, a long break. You know the international break, and 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 we weren't even complete because uh, the the lack of uh, uh, the Brazilian players that that were uh, had travelled. So th- there were all of these ready-made excuses that you could could think of that why we wouldn't be uh, at the races, but we we were at the races, and we we started really concentrated and. And 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 just as I was starting to worry that we didn't make the second one and didn't kill off the game, uh, we we scored this this training exercise type of a goal and 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 uh, you know with two nil everything was settled because maybe they could have scored one goal, you know um, because you know anyone can score a goal by way of accident but 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 not more than one that was clear to me and you're right this was a very dominant very very concentrated um, victory Um, you know three three more points uh, on the tally and uh, let's go on and and find out how where this leaves us uh, after after 38 games yeah it's yeah you know the goals the goals and the number of goals to score and see for are obscene at the minute we'll keep that until towards the end because it's just loads more fun to talk about but the most fun player i think to talk about right now is is joel maddop um everybody loves joel maddop he's the most bizarre individual you'll ever likely to see in your life i don't know what he does or why he does it um but we talked about our issues last season, you know, Van Dijk being out, Mane's form, you know, the midfield and the knock-on to that. But we underestimated the, I think, a lot of us, what we lost when we lost Joel Manet. And it's fair to say last season, that was probably the straw that broke the camel's back when he went off against West Brom. Um, and I think in the summer, you know, we were talking about, do we potentially get rid? Do we potentially kind of... You know, cut our losses with them. PSG, they were rumoured to be offering ridiculous amounts of money. But what we have in this guy is this ridiculous record. And I don't know what it is, but it's, I think it's 40 odd games where we haven't lost when him and Maddop have played, or when Maddop and, and Van Dyke have played together. Um, but what he gives us that Van Dyke doesn't is this, this galloping and it's it's Hansen-esque um, the way he brings the ball out from the back 
Um, and if you want to break it down statistically, um, it's he's carried the ball um, forward almost a thousand yards this season. Now, just to put that into context, he's third in the league at ball carries forward behind St. Maximam and Adama Traore. <laughs> like, that is absolutely absurd. He's um, of centre halves, he has the most what they call secondary chances created. So if anybody wants to use the term hockey, hockey assist, it's a hockey chance created and two hockey assists if you want. Again, clear of any other any other centre half in the league. And like, this is not only a brilliant centre half, unbelievably dominant in the air, but a wonderful attacking weapon that has been vastly underestimated over the last few years. Yeah, um, I mean, he's, he's class. I mean, I think we first really got to appreciate Joel Maddop in the Champions League winning season. Um, when Joe Gomez gets injured, Joe Gomez starts the season really well but gets injured and Matip comes in, I think it's around about November. And you know, Yeah, Gomez has that game at Leicester, I think, is it, where he's absolutely fantastic. And people are saying that he was better than Van Dijk. And shortly after that, it's it's Matip comes in and fuck. You're right. That's probably when it does. The appreciation really starts amongst Liverpool fans anyway. Yeah, definitely. Because before then, we didn't really rate him that highly. He came in as a free transfer. He came in pre-Van Dijk. Therefore, he was scarred with sort of um, a few kind of games. With, I, th- I think he played. Did he, did he play in the 4-3? Where we lost against Bournemouth with with Carrius and yeah, it. I think he did. But he again, did. you know, he was he was he, he has the 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 baggage of Lovren beside him a, a lot yeah, of that time. Exactly. So he was he was tarnished and somewhat tarred with with that brush. Um, and then whenever he's the the upturn sort of came, certainly early on, people just said, "Ah, oh, well, anyone can play beside Van Dijk." And and granted, I'm sure any centre back would love to play beside Virgil, but um, we've seen. We saw massively the impact that he had uh, on the rest of the players, as you've referenced there, whenever he went off against West Brom. I mean, this is a side that, last season, I mean, this is a side that had coped with ridiculous decisions going against them. If you want to think of Everton, their best player, or their their talismanic centre-half, and um, regarded as the best player, being being sidelined for the rest of the season very early on. Um, injury upon injury, basically, and but it wasn't actually until Joel Maddock went off against West Brom that the season began to, to cave in. And you know the, the stat that you've just mentioned there it speaks for itself. I mean, it's not a small sample size, is it? I mean, forty games is more than a season, more than a whole league season. So, um, and on on Saturday he was he was imperious. He was he's. Van Dijk gives you that long sweep and diagonal and he gives you that calmness and, and surety at the back. But Matip gives you, as you say, bringing the ball out from defence, gives you winning those high balls, those aerial duels on the halfway line, gives you those zippy forward passes into into the forward's feet, um, which has paid dividends already this season. Um, 
and he's he's a fantastic centre half, and to have got him for on a free, and you know to have sort of managed to to, to have gotten the best out of him over the years, because there have been times where you you thought you weren't first initially, you thought he wasn't that good, and then after after getting him in that Champions League win inside, um, to then lose him to injury and. Uh, and we know what we were saying last season. You, know, you can't rely on Joel Maddock. You can't rely on him. Well, maybe you can't. And his body isn't isn't you know as robust as you might like. But when he is fit, and you can get him in your in your side, I mean, he's a fabulous centre half. Like, and that partnership is formidable. Yeah, it's it's it's. I, I think he's. I don't know if anybody's watched the film Moneyball, and if you if you don't, you should. But it kind of looks a bit ungainly and a bit awkward in his his style. And there's a comparison I kind of have in my head to the the pitcher that looks like he throws he throws funny. Basically, is is why that people don't don't read him. But his numbers are absolutely phenomenal. And when you break it down, he's really good at what he does. And I kind of think that a lot of external fans the Liverpool Football Club still think that about Matip but we don't care and actually that probably suits us Johnny he gives us a brilliant base to play from um, and the first goal comes from him winning winning an aerial duel in the halfway line it drops to Salah he absolutely does Danny, Danny Rose and we will come to Salah but the pass is phenomenal in the Mane and what we have there is a, a player that looks like he's comfortable and confident in what he's doing. Um, he's five goals in eight games a season already. And, you know, the concern around Mane over the last probably, coming up probably 18 months now, has it's been real. But I think we've maybe got a player now that is, is, is back to potentially his best. Um, and we saw him trying, almost trying to, to get the monkey off his back, which, particularly against Leeds. Um, but he scored his 100th Premier League goal uh, at Vicarage Road. Um, there's only a very select number of players that are in that club, if you want. And he's actually only the third player to score 100 Premier League goals without any penalties. So before I let you kind of tell me about Sadio Mane, can you name me the other two just for crack? Oh, you, <clears throat> players that I'm trying to think of strikers that don't hit one penalties. play for us Heskey very good Johnny very good yeah yeah um, the other one played for the and shout out the uh, other two guys if you know the other played for Newcastle um, Keegan's Newcastle well, it's obviously not Shearer. No, but who was his strike partner? Who Chris. obviously wouldn't have ever been allowed Ferd, to take Cole, any penalties. Fer, Ferdinand. Yeah, Les Ferdinand. Um, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, he that's never. Interesting. He mm, wow. No, will yeah. you? When do you hit a penalty when 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 Alan Shearer plays in the same team as yeah, you? Yeah, I was going to um, say it was. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, Mane, Johnny. I think we, we talked about this a couple of pods ago. Um, even when Salah came in and, and for the first couple of years, regardless of his goals, we all kind of attributed Mane to be the most important of, of the three. But 
Yeah. He, he, oh, oh, listen, he's. I think Mo's just gone on to that level. There, there were definitely seasons where the debate was raging. You know, with, I, I think especially in eighteen nineteen. You know, yeah. the, the that season he was. If you think of the goal he scored, obviously out in out in Germany, uh, at Bayern, he was at the absolute peak of his powers then. And even when I think back, I mean, it was a fairly, well, it wasn't a forgettable European Cup final because we won the European Cup, but it wasn't wasn't a very good game. But I remember when I watched it back, anything really electric that happened in that game was Mami. There's one in the second half where he just picks up the ball and goes, yeah, but listen, he just goes on a little bit of a dribble and he takes three or four of them out. But yeah, he's, it's been funny because last season he just looked so off it. I think he only got 11 league goals last season, which by his standards, I think he had 16 goals at all comps and he had 11 in the league. Which yeah, is for a player who scored 100 Premier League goals, 11 in a season is a, a low return. Exactly. So he, and, and he just, you know, and then there were wee signs at the end of the season with the crowds coming back. And, you know, the, the, he scores two, didn't he, at Anfield in the, the final day when we secure the third place and stuff. Um, but but even at the start of this season, there were games where you're like, he just seems a wee bit off. His touch just isn't as sharp. And then there was the game at Leeds, which was just dead funny because it was actually becoming funny at Leeds because he was just having a shooting competition all of his own and he could not score. And then eventually he gets his goal. But... He keeps getting into the positions, and yeah, you like in the last, you know, in the last few games, he's he's showing that um, that sharpness. And I, I mean, the the finish on, I mean, Mo does everything. You talk about. I remember they said that about like Douglas or Peter Beardsley. They used to make Ian Rush used to say they could make the ball just sit up for you. <laughs> they would nearly put backspin on the ball just so that it. It sat up lovely for you to hit it. And it was a bit like that. Mo's pass was that good. He literally, all he had to do was just think about where he was putting it. He didn't have to control it. He didn't have to do anything other than put it away. Yeah, but there's a couple yeah. of things, though, Johnny, just on that. Um, I think what I think maybe goes missed is that that is just a nice side to the finish into the bottom corner, but it's almost from the edge of the box. So it has to be, like, absolutely in the corner. And it yeah. is... It was precise, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it and was the a other, really yeah. good finish. Yeah, it was a brilliant, it was a brilliant finish. And I, I think that I think that because of everything that happened in the game, Firmino's hat trick and Salah's goal, it, go, it goes under the radar. But it's a very, very good finish. And the other thing that I saw from Mane, just one moment in isolation, where I think last season or maybe even the first two or three games this season, he doesn't the pass isn't perfect. Is the lovely little reverse pass the Milner for the second goal? Yes. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, just waits and just times it perfectly. Um, you can't knock it. I mean, his record this season, I mean, he is on course for some season. And I, th- I think everybody in that front three, probably the one that's been a wee bit, you know, John has got his goals too, and he, got, he scored some big goals. But, you know, they're all playing at a really good level at the minute, which is really, really exciting because, you know, if you have those four forwards in good form with the players we have at the back now and the team, you know, you, you're going to go very close uh, in the big competitions. So that it's really exciting. It's really exciting. They're almost getting that mojo back that we've seen a couple of seasons ago. They all 
And I mean, Bobby's goals, it was a Dirk Coit hat trick, I think, wasn't it? What people were saying. Um, the, Pretty much. <laughs> a combined 10 yards, probably, for all the goals, but who cares? And that's been a criticism of him that he's not there and doing the poacher stuff and he needs to score more. So, you know, I didn't think he was playing great up until he got the goal, but yeah, really, really good. But Sadio, yeah, if, I mean, if he could just get that wee extra 10. Percent now, I think that's a pretty frightening thought for other teams, especially given how well yeah. Salah. Yeah, he look he looks like he looks like it's the first time in a long time he's actually on an upward trajectory in his his performance levels and his his numbers certainly. So, you know, let's let's hope that that is the case. Beryl, Johnny's mentioned um, Firmino there, and it is a Dirk Coit esque hat trick, um, but. It's very Firmino's form is very very strange. I think Johnny's ready doesn't start the game very well, um, but actually, from the moment the goal is scored, he's instrumental in the build up to the goal. It's a it's a Milner wins the ball in the middle of the park, and it's a lovely little a lovely little layoff, and then he continues his run, and he knocks it in from a couple of yards out, and it's weird. It's it's. It's as though Firmino has almost changed his game. Um, and he's making more of a concerted effort just to get in between the posts um, and get, you know, in, you know, past the cent- the, uh, the penalty spot, if you want. Is goals going to make the season absurd? It's absolutely absurd. It's it's a goal every 39 and a half minutes. Um, he scored six goals from the seven shots that he's had. Um, and they've not been difficult shots, but that's kind of the point. Um, and all but one has been from, you know, more than 10 yards out. And that was basically the open net he scored against Porto when the keeper lost his mind. So, you know, is this something tactical? Is this just him kind of evolving his game? Is it because of the way we're playing? You know, you know, uh, we we talked about this uh, pre-pod, and uh, and the first thing I said was, you know, slightly sarcastic. Of course, uh, I I don't think it's sustainable, you know, <laughs> the 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 goals per minute ratio. But um, you know, that that would be ludicrous. Uh, but we've also talked about th- that we we see some, you know, uh, different tactics, and and that we are evolving into a team that that. Um, Better takes advantage of the domination that they, you know, the, the amount of the ball that they have, the amount of possession that they have, um, and and he might be the the, the prime beneficiary of that um, because you know he has always been, uh, especially by people who watch uh, uh, Liverpool closely, been uh, been regarded as as a key component of of the way we play in 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 the way that he. You know, uh, on paper he is a centre forward, but uh, he 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 always drifts into uh, into the midfield and 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 is is uh, you know part of his job is to 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 make play to 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 play make uh, w- w- whatever the verb is, um, and and he still does that and 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 this is why I agree with you and Johnny that that he he didn't seem to start very well and and I thought uh, he he played. Really badly against Man City, um, um, but he 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 got better, um, you know, uh, um, 
in, in the Watford game as, as if he was 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 playing um, you know himself into into form again because he he, he did uh, he didn't play lots of games in in, in you know. Uh, 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 you know, a long time now. I I don't think he played ninety minutes for a long while now. So, so he 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 probably needed the time, the the minutes to 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 get into form. Uh, but you know, coming back to the to the question that that if if this is a a difference in tactic or a, a difference in mentality from him, um, you know, all, all of this can can be true, and it it could be a, a hot streak. But uh, what I always like about um, about Bobby is that he, that he he enjoys himself and, and and he radiates this this pleasure of playing football and playing good football um, and, ev- and everybody seems to like him and um, you know <laughs> and rightly so uh, you know, because of this radiating uh, fun and and uh, you know exuberance and 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 you know all these playful things that he has um, uh, so. Yeah, maybe uh, it, it is uh, the, uh, a more Manchester City like um, uh, pulling it back from uh, f- from the, from the the, the byline uh, type of thing that that centre forward uh, get, gets lots of, of tap ins. But you know he w- he was really aware in two situations, uh, and yeah, it, it was really cool to see him to see him score again and score uh, important goals against Manchester United last season. So yeah, it's it's it, all of this is is really hopeful, and and, and Sadio is getting into form again, and it it looks really good. So and and maybe this spurs Jota on to be even you know um, more of uh, of the, the fresh spark that he uh, looked like uh, last season. It's it, it's a lot of fun to to, to watch Liverpool, and and uh, especially so if Firmino plays well. Yeah, Keith, it is a lot of fun to watch Liverpool at the minute. <laughs> no one's more fun to watch, in my opinion, in the world right now than Mo Salah. <laughs> How does he do that, Keith? How does he score that goal? That's not even... It's it's not funny. I think I said to you before the pod, it's like I think he sat down with Morpheus and he took the red pill and now he can just like dodge bullets and do whatever he wants. Um, he's He's... I think you said before the ball, he's been working on this little kind of rolling his foot, drag back, drag forward over the ball for a while now. And he seems to have perfected it. And his assist is something else. His assist against City is something else. But the two goals, you know, it's... He's not Lionel Messi. And he never will be Lionel Messi. And probably no one will be Lionel, Lionel Messi. But at the minute, he's delivering Messi numbers. And while he's delivering those numbers, he's doing messy things at the same time. And it's a real difficult argument for me to say there's anybody better in the world right now than him, even if it's just to pay your entrance fee to watch him. Yeah, no, he's 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 another level now. I mean, he's always been he's always been brilliant. Do you think he's gone up? Because I, I think he's nearly gone up. I think he's nearly gone up past. His first season. Yeah, I do too. I think he's a much more complete player, much more complete forward, much more complete player all around. Um, I think you see that from the assists. I mean, we were talking pre-pod, and if he hadn't scored the two goals in the last two weeks, 
Um, we'd be sitting talking about the assists, which he's which he's had in both matches. Uh, the one for Mane uh, at the weekend there against Watford is is absolutely sublime. I mean, it's the vision, it's the speed of thought, it's the the ability to to take on the pass in the first place with the outside of your boot over that that distance. But to execute it with such precision is, yeah, it's it's, it's absolutely world-class. And then the score the goalie does, is that's an absolute, yeah, that's a bonus. You know, if Mo Salah does everything he does uh, against Watford on Saturday and doesn't score that goal, he's still man of the match. He's still, I mean, even notwithstanding Bobby's three goals, he's still the best player on the pitch. Um and to then go and score goals like that on top is is next next level. It's it's absolutely different class. I haven't seen goals like that. I mean, you very very rarely see goals like that. We're lucky enough to have seen now two in a row. Um, you know, split. But that's what I mean. That's what I mean. See, their 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 Messi goals from five years ago. Their goals that. If Messi scores them, they're shown over and over and over and over and over again. Well, I, I think that will be shown over again. And, you know, Messi's, Messi's a fabulous player. And a lot of people say the best in the world, the best has ever been. And, you know, it's fair enough. He had his time where he was that. Um, but Mo Salah is, is, is there now. And, you know, yeah, it is like Messi. I didn't watch that much of, of Barcelona. Um, but... You know, I've seen reels and reels of Maradona at the '86 World Cup. You know, again and again and again. And there, there are goals. There are goals like that. The last two goals Salah scored. There, there are goals that are sublime for footwork, absolutely mesmerising solo efforts, leaving players on the floor, beating three, four, five men in one move. Yeah, this was against Watford, but the last one was it was against Man City. So he's proven he can do it against you know the best in the league, um, and one of the best teams in Europe. And he doesn't show any signs that he's slowing down. I mean, what's his next trick? How does how does he top that? I mean, it's Suarez levels, it's Suarez final season levels, and he's going beyond. It's ten. Yeah, you do. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely you know? right. It's a funny conversation this one because. People still tell you that Suarez is the best they've ever seen, um, regardless of what, what what you know, regardless of numbers and goals and and what he won. They just say he's the best they've ever seen. But you're right. This is this is this is challenging that it and really is, isn't it? Even even best in it because listen, there was a, a poll. I think I'm not sure which website it was on, but I got sent it by a mate. To, I think it was BBC to list your top ten. Liverpool strikers in the Premier League era, and you were given the list, and you had to, you know, put them in order basically. And I was one of those people up until the last, well, the start of the season, I would say, I would still have put Suarez probably at the at the top of that list in terms of quality, in terms of things you could do with the football and the, the sheer quality of the goals you scored. But Salah's up there now. He's he's top for me. Um, you take the stats, you take the speed that he scored the goals with first to hundred goals. You take the 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 trophies that he's won at the club, and you take the fact that he's getting better and better and better. Um, and he's got to be at the top of that list. 
and he's doing things, you know, from a standing start. That is, he's not even running with the ball. He's not, he doesn't have any forward momentum. He's, he's faced up. He's got his hand on the defender. I think the defender's got his hand on him at the start of that, and he just, he just goes. It's the it's the acceleration, isn't it? And it's the acceleration at exactly the right time where he slows them up, he stops them, and then he goes, and they're and, yeah. and they're and they're done. They're in, they're they're eating dust. Speed of his feet that he can do all that. It's all it's all very well having that in your head, but actually being able to to execute that with your feet, and you know, in the blink of an eye, in a blur, in a whirl, there are three Watford players on the on the floor, including and, and the goalkeepers rooted the spot, and the balls in the back of the net, and that's what you pay the money for. I mean. We talked about at length about Bobby missing the crowd and and Mane missing the crowd and we we didn't really mention Salah because he he posted good numbers and you know he almost won the Golden Boot again but you look at him this 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 year and you wonder well you can see that it it did make a difference you know not playing in front of a crowd you, you didn't see goals like that last season you, you know he's just as much of a an entertainer and a performer as as anybody else and. You know, talk about just paying the money to see, you know, somebody you pay the ticket price just to see. And Mo Salah is that. I mean, he's the best player in the league. He's the best player in the world right now. And he looks set to be for the coming season or two, I'd say. Yeah, it's it's just it's just such a treat to be able to, you know, wherever you're wherever you're you're able to watch the game from just to be able to, I was sitting in the bar watching the match and it was just a couple of other guys and they were kind of talking to each other while I had my hand in the game and I watched this goal and I was like, Oh my fucking God. And they went, was that like, was it a good goal? And I was like, I can't, at the time when you're in the bar and the screen's a bit far away, I watched it and I said to them, I don't even know what he did. Yeah, and if I see stuff. it, yeah. and if I see it, I probably won't even know how he did it, you know. Um, and it still makes it still doesn't really compute in your mind. The mind boggles, like it's and they, you know, to do that to to your peers. I mean, they're not quite his peers, but you know, technically they're his peers, and to to just just mesmerize them, embarrass them, and leave them completely. Completely in awe, basically. By the end, you know, Watford fans are clapping that goal. It's it's absolute. It's it's just fabulous. And you know, it's one thing to have the best in the world. It doesn't happen too often. We were we were close when we had Suarez, but you know, at that time, obviously Messi and Ronaldo were still in their pomp. But the fact that he's the best in the world and he's become the best in the world whilst playing for Liverpool because he was good when he arrived. But yeah, I mean, I think that makes it even better. Yeah, Johnny, it's it's interesting what Chief says there. Um, he, he he looks like he's gone up a level, and we talked about Firmino and his numbers this season. We've we've talked about Mane's you know resurgence, if you want, and it feels to me a little bit too much of a coincidence that all that's happened at the same time. Um, we've seen the last. Five seasons. That was the fifth season. These these three have been together. Um, at this stage of the season, in the previous four, it's been thirteen goals, twelve goals, thirteen goals, twelve goals. This season so far, at the same stage, it's twenty-two. Now, 
we've scored three goals in seven consecutive away games. Um, it's an English league record. And the the goals that we're scoring, they're of all they're all different types, but those three are the main beneficiaries of that. And I just wonder, we had our real issues last season. Um, we knew that defensively we were going to have to compromise one way or another, and maybe we did that in attack in an attacking sense. You saw what we did to Chelsea, uh, not Chelsea, sorry, Man United when we when we went there. Um, we scored four goals at Old Trafford. When has that ever happened? It was, it's been over 10 years, that bizarre 2008-2009 um, season with Benitez. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that this team has potentially evolved based on the really difficult circumstances that we had to deal with last year? Yeah. Possibly, possibly. I mean, it's it. It was strange at the start of the season because he uh, he was he was clearly doing something different with the midfield where he was when he was playing Harvey Elliott and he was pulling out very wide and they were getting Trent in field a lot more and 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 that's still a feature of what we're doing. I just think there's a lot of things coming together at the minute. I mean, it just seems like we can rotate the midfield. Um. We were missing Fabinho and Thiago, who most people would say, you know, in our strongest midfield, a lot of people would expect to see them. But the, but we just look really fluent in the middle of the park. We, you know, the players that are coming in and the rotation seem to know what they're doing. Um, we're, we're, we're very, um, we just look very, very threatening and very, very sharp and it's difficult at this point, you know, is it just individual form? Is it just that, you know, for me, there, there definitely seems to be a thing where Firmino is being told, you be a present, you be your presence between the, the width of the goalposts in the middle of the box. Uh, you know, he, he just seems to be taking up those positions a lot more. And I don't know if they've maybe said to him, you know, maybe not, don't just drop as deep as you've been doing um, and, and, and be more of a threat in there. Um, and then you've got, you know, you were talking about Salah. It, it, it almost to me with Salah, it just, it, it's like he has just, he knows the level he's at at the moment. He knows he's one of the best players in the world. And he just seems to have that single mindedness about him that I am going to do what it takes in these games to drag us Um and you know you've seen it in the Man City game. You know the City game is. Just, you think it's? You think he's got that Gerard esque mentality right now? I think he, he. I think he does. It's like the City game was a case in point. You know we really struggled in the first half, and then the second half we come out and we're a lot better. And he just decides. You know he just gets the ball down the wing and he he leaves people for dead and he he sets up Manny amazing assist and then he goes and does that goal against City, which is just outrageous. He, and he just has that. There is no doubt in my mind that this group of players are thinking we need to make up for lost time. We lost a season of our careers. We've lost a parade. <laughs> we should have had probably the greatest parade of, of all parades. Um, I always said, like after Madrid, the, the, the number six, that European Cup, that that was some parade, but the parade to with the league title would have would have beat that. 
we all know that we we waited that was the one we'd wanted for so long and i think there's a bit with that team of they've been robbed that parade they've had people who should know better really writing them off like you guys were saying you know pundits and you know the amount of i remember reading the bbc's uh, on the eve of the season and hardly any of them were predicting even liverpool to be in the in the top 2 which I just find absolutely hilarious. So they finished third with no centre-backs for most of the season. And I, and I just think that mentality is there with them. I think they are like on a mission, and Salah in particular is on a mission. He knows that this team is such a strong team and that we need to be competing for the league. We need to be competing for the European Cup. And Salah... We know Salah's ambitions anyway. He's very, very driven. Salah is playing like a man who wants everything. He wants leagues. He wants European Cups. And he says that after the game. You know, that's what I like about Salah is even last season when we were going through the bad results, you remember he came out with a statement saying, we will not let this run of results define our season. This, We will not let this happen. And that's that's Salah. He's just he's just a winner. Um. And I think when he's at playing at that level, it's rubbing off. You know, it is rubbing off on everybody. And I think as well, you've just got that extra bit of confidence as well with everybody. It can probably feel a bit more freedom in the midfield and in the forwards to to maybe take that extra risk because they look behind them and you've got Joel Maddup and you've got Virgil and you've got that platform back again, which just puts more confidence through the team. But yeah, it's 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 great. I mean, there there is something. It's hard to put your finger on it, Dave. What the tactical tweak is, but there definitely seems to be something about us. We're just more efficient around the box, and you're right. We're we're, we're getting more shots off, and um, I just hope we can carry it through. I mean, ugh, I know I haven't talked about it yet, but Tuesday will be a really good test of this attacking prowess because um, if you want a manager to try and shut a team down <laughs> that that are in fine form going forward. Then uh, Simeone is your man, so uh, it'll be a really interesting game to see to see what they try to to slow us down. Yeah, so Beryl, we'll just we'll have a quick chat about Tuesday um, before we come on to United. Um, Honourable mentions for for Milner at the weekend um, continues to make a fucking absolute idiot out of so many people that I see on Twitter. He comes in there, he's absolutely phenomenal in the midfield, 90% pass percentage, four chances created, gets his assist, a brilliant assist at that, where he's involved in, in the move three times and and 10 ball recoveries. And, you know, for me, if anybody has listened to this podcast for any length of time, you'll remember our good friend, Cengiz. He says, we, he says, we mates and he loves him. Um, so, yeah, I would be remiss not to mention Milner, before we sign off, but Beryl, Atletico, we're in a really good position in the Champions League group. Um, they they don't look all that this season. They don't look as solid as they have been at the back, and they're not scoring a lot of goals. And a lot of the goals that they have scored, like I can't quantify because I can't remember but I see nearly every time I look at the scores which I do every weekend like injury time winners from them or injury time equalizers so 
I don't think they're I don't think they're quite functioning right at the minute, and it might be a nice time to get them. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, uh, the game uh, uh, this weekend, but uh, you know, I, I didn't watch them for a whole game uh, in, in in any game this season. But uh, I've watched uh, all of the uh, the summaries, and uh, and you're right that you know they, they they were lucky to 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 win some of these games that they have won. But uh, um, they were actually. Um, Better when Griezmann wasn't there, but now they have to uh, get him and uh, uh, what's his name, Correa, who, who was you know who, who really started really well, and um, uh, the the the, the young and Felix. Yeah, uh, uh, those two, <laughs> you know, all, all into to, to one attack, and 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 you know that that's uh, obviously you can't play them all, so. Um, uh, uh, they seem to have some difficulties to 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 adapt to the to the situation that they have these these world class uh, uh, attackers and and, and a, an abundance of them. Um, so yeah, it, it might be a good uh, time to to meet them. And and it, you know, it, it's a group game. And um, having won our, our first two games, um, a draw wouldn't be. Uh, catastrophic. Even a loss would be, wouldn't be catastrophic. But you know, I I, I don't want to think about a, a loss um, at any time. But but uh, you know, if you look at it, um, you know, rationally, it it wouldn't be catastrophic because of uh, the six points that we already have uh, accumulated. But um, I, I don't think we have the team nor the manager to to, to play for a draw. But uh, I think. Um, we might see some changes to to the first eleven. Um, Fabinho and uh, Alisson haven't played, and I hope they they, they are available now. Uh, um, uh, uh, so, you know, assuming that they are, then then uh, that that you know, not, Keller is not 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 much of a of, an, of a, uh, a rotation option, but uh, uh, but you know, Fabinho instead of Henderson makes for a different midfield. Um, I, I think we, we will need uh, someone like Fabinho, especially if they play Griezmann or uh, uh, Joao Felix from the midfield. And Lamar has has been playing really well for them. Uh, I'm I, I'm I'm not sure. It's 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 a good um, moment to 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 take stock and to 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 see whether uh, you know, our, um, especially our performance against Porto was was uh, was an outlier. But you know. Uh, our other performances, especially in the Premier League, have, have uh, are an indication that, that we are really good at this moment. And then again, uh, that season that they that they eliminated us, we, we were better in, in in both of those games. I think the game at Anfield against Atletico Madrid, in, in which uh, you know we, we didn't manage to to eliminate them in uh, in 90 minutes, and then you know the Adrian thing happened. Uh, was probably the best game that we played that season. So, you know, playing well, being the better team is not always a guarantee to 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 beat Atletico Madrid. But um, yeah, I, I am mildly op- not not mildly. I, I'm really optimistic. I think uh, I think they will be more scared than we are, and uh, and and rightly so. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a bit of a strange one for me. Um, I'm thinking who we might line up with. It's 
there's three things here that make me think he'll go strong. And I, I would be interested in your opinion. A win pretty much guarantees his qualification. It'll be nine from nine and it'll be done. Um, and they're, you know, second in the group at the minute. So that's that pretty much. Um, we always, for me, seem, well, the, the other thing is it's, it's Tuesday to Sunday afternoon, which is a nice, nice break. You know, that's a nice stretch and it's a day ahead of United. And the other thing is, I always seem to think that we, at this stage of the season, you know, we'll, we'll get into kind of November time, but we've seen this before. From this stage of the season, he seems to go strong all the time. And for me, when we're playing lots of games in a row, I think that's when we're at our best. Yeah, on the final point, I would tend to agree with you. We had sort of times in the last few seasons where we've been, we've all been like, oh, great, players will have a chance to get a rest or get away and get training, and then you're a little bit slow uh, the first game back. And often it has been said about this team that they, they once they get in a rhythm, they're better when they're playing sort of every every three days. Um, yeah, do you remember we used to have that issue after like that? Do you remember that Mar- Marbella January break camp. we used to take, and we yeah. came back and for like two or three games we just weren't at it at all. Yeah, and then we just kick on and from then on sort of be unstoppable. But first few games were always um, we always looked leggy. Always took a while to sort of get back into the swing. But but yeah, I don't know. I mean, for, with Fabinho having missed the weekend. You you probably see him come back in pre-United. Um, there's a case for starting Jota. Um, again, he missed the weekend but was back at full training, was on the bench. Probably could do with, with a run out pre-United as well, keep him sharp. Um, I'm not sure on Thiago. Is there word on him? He wasn't. He wasn't in team training yet, was he? By the weekend, so it's unlikely that he'd be back in. For yeah, I don't think so. With a bit of luck, he'd be fit for United, though, or perhaps a, an option. Not that we missed him at the weekend. I think we will go relatively strong. Um, you might. You might see Simicus for for Robbo potentially. Um, I think Trent starts because he's been out. So I think he starts again just to get him back in rhythm. Um, yeah, he gets taken off about 60 as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. So, I mean, 62, I think, 62, 63. Yeah, he just just on long enough to get the full bonus points and off of the fantasy. Like. Um, so, yeah, he was given a rest, basically. He was, his legs were given a wee, a wee rest there at the weekend. So you'd, you'd fancy him to start, really. Um, so I'd say it'll be quite... it, it will, It'll be strong. It'll be strong. The midfield is is often a question. Uh, he might he might just switch Henderson for Fabinho in there. Um, you, I mean, does does Chamberlain get a start? Does Chamberlain come into the reckoning at all? Because obviously, obviously he comes on at the weekend and Kaida gets the start and, and plays well. For my money, well, Chamberlain does well when he comes on. It's a lovely pass to Danico Williams for the last goal, isn't it? It is. It is. And he's looked all right in, in his cameos the last few times when he's come on Chamberlain. Um, obviously, he must be desperate to get back into it because there was a time where he would have been very much involved. Um, so, yeah, there is scope for rotation given the, the six points on the board. 
whatever he does, we're going to be strong because our squad is has has got genuine depth now that you know most most players are fit. So, is there a case for Divock, or does he wait for the League Cup game? Um, I think there's more chance of maybe a Canate or a Gomez. Joe Gomez is a good shot. Um, he obviously, he, you'd say he want uh, Matip and Van Dijk in for the weekend against United. So, is it a you know does does he um, start Canate? Does he start Gomez? Um, will be a question. So there is potential for rotation, but whatever happens, it'll be strong. Um, and you're going to see the front three, aren't you? I mean, whether he starts, whether he starts John or Firmino is a question. Um, could he play four? Unlikely. Um, but it, he, he's got options here. Is basically what I'm saying. He's got he's got the potential to to make changes if he needs to. It's a bit of a free hit. Um, we don't generally do well when we go to to, to Atletico anyway. They had a, a rest the weekend because of their their um, players on South American duty. So both Madrid clubs had the weekend off, so they're well rested. Um, so we shall see. I'm I'm, I'm confident enough. Um, I'd be more confident if it were any other team in Europe. To be fair, but we always seem to say this. They don't seem to be as good as they have been, but it, sometimes it, it doesn't matter. So let's just see. Um, it'll be a strong team, and I'd fancy us to go there and do something. But it's going to be a dog of a game, like it, it really is. To coin a phrase, it's, it's going to be a it's going to be a bit of a slog, I'd say. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the only way it's not going to be a slog is, is if you're two up inside like 15, 20 minutes, which is very, very unlikely. That'd be amazing though, wouldn't it? Oh, the class. So, listen, we're up to the hour, but Johnny, let's just go around the table on United on Sunday because for me at the minute, it's loads of fun to talk about them because they've got an absolutely incredible squad and they're absolutely brutal. Um, like, they're, they're no good. They're terrible to watch. They're easy to play against is probably the best way I, I can describe them right now. Um, they don't know, well, Sosar certainly doesn't know what to do with all those players. And for me, I think Van de Beek is probably represents everything that's wrong with that kind of relationship between the players and the manager. Because Van de Beek, for me, like I would have him tomorrow. I think he's amazing. But he's a really smart, intelligent footballer. But he's not specifically good at anything. He's not he's not gonna break up the play. He's not gonna, you know, go outside you and get to the byline and burn you for pace. He's not gonna do a Ronaldo and score twenty five, thirty goals a season, but he's just really smart at what he does. And I don't think Sochar's smart enough to know what to do with him, and I think that's the problem with him. Um we go to them at the weekend. Um the last time we went there was a uh, 4-2 victory that looked kind of in the balance at times, but I think we were probably always the better side regardless of who we were had at centre-half, so I know you hate these games as much as the next person, and you're probably the most kind of pragmatic man I've ever met um, when it comes to Liverpool football results at Old Trafford, so what do you think? Yeah, I am still very pragmatic about fucking Old Trafford I mean there's no getting away from this. Um, it is our boogie ground. It it is the one place where, listen, 
on every level, we're a miles better football team than them. They're a chaotically mismanaged club. Um, I remember I was listening to the Guardian podcast a week after Ronaldo and Jonathan Wilson. Jonathan on Wilson, it. mate. Jonathan Wilson. Every every fucking week, Jonathan Wilson turns on a new one. It's hilarious. Well, it was really hilarious, though, because he just made all these points about why the Ronaldo signing made no sense. He just said it's sentiment. He goes, they're going going to be a weaker team with him and their team because he, he can only play one way. He doesn't press. And, you know, they, but, and you look at Sancho. Sancho had, you know, everybody wanted Sancho. I'd have, I'd have bit your arm off for Sancho as an option at Liverpool. Um, and he's gone there seven, eight games, no goals, hasn't had an assist, looks like a fish out of water. They are a comically, they've got a manager that's out of their depth. The, the one thing I'm just wary of with them is they do have a lot of great individuals and they think they're better than they are. And Gary Neville, if you haven't seen the, the Monday Night Football, he annihilates them. I mean, he had a bit of a go with them at, after the half-five game on Saturday when they asked him, but he really did. Him and Carragher really, uh, and he just literally said they don't work hard enough. And I think you'll see. I think the thing, was, the thing that was telling for me about that, though, Johnny, is again from Neville, it's, it's anything to shift the blame away from the manager, which absolutely yeah. suits me down to the ground. Yeah. To an extent, although there was a few things he said, like that, yeah, that side was that. more that he's starting to he's starting to turn a wee bit. But a long story short, I do think. Listen, I think we'll win there. I think it'll be tight. You know, people. I, I know United fans are, are t- <laughs> messaging me and saying, you know, these are going to absolutely destroy us. They're terrified of this game. But I've just been around the block too many times. I've seen this game and. The one thing, all the criticism they're getting, they're, those United players know that when Liverpool come down, that's their biggest game of the season. Liverpool is still their biggest game. They will be up for it. And you'll probably see, uh, there's an arrogance about United where all these players, they think they're better than Leicester. So they went there and they were half-assed in how they went about it. And their press is terrible. Neville and Carragher eviscerated them on the Monday Night Football about how bad their precedent stuff is. But I think what you will see is they know Liverpool are a better team than them. They know they're going to have to work. And you do see Solskjaer getting, he, he has made a bit of a name out of pulling big, big results out against, you know, especially against the likes of City and Chelsea. They've, they've pulled results out. So I'm wary of it. I think all things considered, I look at our team and we're just so much fundamentally better at every aspect of the game. Our manager's better, our setup's better, our tactics are better, our cohesion as a team. United are pretty piss without the ball. We should win. We really should win. Um, but if it, if it ended one each and it was a patchy game and we didn't really excel, would it surprise me? No, because we don't really ever tend to especially do back-to-back great performances at Old Trafford. It is just not our ground. So I don't care. I'll take a 1-0 now, 90th minute. I know you feel differently. You're really, you're looking forward to it. You really think we can smash them. But <laughs> every time I think that when we go there, it never happens. So I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> yeah, Beryl, I take Tony's point there. Um, Social does have a habit of putting these 
mental results and it's probably what's kept him in the job these results against City and results against Chelsea um, he hasn't had a lot of joy against us though and Johnny's kind of it's kind of right to say it's a bogey ground um, there was the Moyes escapade which was great we get the equaliser in the last minute with the Lalana, which is something that you would see United do at Old Trafford for years and years and years and be absolutely sickened by it but I'm just wondering We've talked about how much the fans make a difference for us. But maybe last season, when the fans went to Old Trafford, that'll, that certainly assisted in us getting that result. But do you think that might just be the monkey off our back that we needed? Having that as a reference point, knowing we can go there and get a result? Yeah, um, you know... Um, I'm not sure how to answer that. You know, uh, I, I, I will probably be better suited to answer that on, on come next Monday. But um, l- l- let's let's put it this way: it 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 gave it must have given us uh, confidence. You know, seeing that this was not the same team that that is playing now, and 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 being really good at football and. Uh, we started with an own goal by Nat Phillips and we were playing, uh, what's his name, uh, Reese Williams. Um, and, uh, and, and Henderson wasn't back at that moment. Um, and Sadio Mane was still have, having his, 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 his not very good form. But still, we, we managed to win there and, uh, and they had this... Not only did they score that uh, that first goal, but also the, the, I believe it was the two-two. It was a it was a real sucker punch again. You know, they did nothing, and then they scored out of the blue again. And uh, and and still we managed to win that game. And uh, and it was it was a crucial uh, result for us getting to 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 third place and getting into the Champions League, which was very doubtful um, at at that moment. But um, uh, yes, um, uh, Solskjaer has a habit of, of pulling out results against uh, better teams, but but I don't think he has that with Cristiano Ronaldo in his in his team, and and, and this is a bit of a paradox, of course, um, because you know when when they managed to, to get results against Man City, against uh, Chelsea, against uh, Paris Saint Germain. It was a dogged performance. It was very disciplined, and then and you know hitting them uh, on, on a counter and 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 being lucky. You know the PSG game was with this dodgy penalty that they got, but you know they they tend to get a lot of those. But um, uh, but now they have this this incredible individual who who has scored you know more goals than than anyone ever, uh, and especially internationally. Uh, and and he 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 is still delivering at at 36 years of age, but at the same time uh, he is probably a, a a bigger problem than um than you know um his his gains are are are, are maybe not not accounting for the things that they lose because because of him you know he he playing Ronaldo is a big compromise for for team play. Uh, I think uh, Juventus found this out uh, last season, and I think um, 
uh, Manchester United are finding it out right now, but uh, uh, you know, it, it's not something that that you is is unexpected to me. And and he he could still score a goal uh, from out of nothing, uh, uh, even against us. But but um, their team play is 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 compromised because of that. And um, ha- having not joined into to the Salah appreciation uh, uh, round just yet, it's it, it's it's you know the, the the direct comparison shows you that we have an individual who who delivers. Uh, in numbers, but also doesn't need uh, have have the need to, to to compromise your 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 team play. You you, you don't play with ten people. Um, uh, he, he, everybody presses, everybody contributes uh, in defensive play as well. But in in their case, Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't, and I think that's a major plus for us. And uh, if if Solskjaer wants to add some solidity by uh, by playing. A Pogba in an attacking position, which he has done, then you know it's it, it's it suits us even more because you know that that would mean that they will lack the the dynamism of of a Greenwood or a Rashford. So I'm I'm really optimistic about it. You know, looking at it rationally, but uh, I also <laughs> take into account you know the, the fact that it it is a low scoring game and and luck and 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 goals. Uh, out of nothing and game state, uh, yeah, are are a major factor that you you can never account for. And and you know, if 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 we could rationally predict um, um, an outcome of a game, a result of a game, then you know we would be millionaires uh, playing uh, the, the the bets for that. So yeah, I, I'm I'm really optimistic, um, and I dread the game also at the same time. Yeah, um, see, I'm probably closer to Beryl than you and than I am to you or Johnny. Um, and I think you two probably sit at opposite ends of the scales when it comes to the four of us. Um, I'd say you're very optimistic going into this game. I I feel, you know, looking at it, that they're not a good side. I think Beryl's right. I think they'll pick a team. I think Social will be compelled to pick a team not on tactical um, persuasions, but as to the players that he feels he has to pick for a big game like this, a la Pogba, Bruno, Ronaldo, and the three of those in the same team, I don't think works. And I think that plays right into our hands. So for me, just looking at it very rationally, I think we can do them some severe damage. Yeah, I mean, I think whoever Solskjaer picks, it's going to be, it's they're, they're going to have a job on their hands. Um, I think the pundits are finally getting round to what most seeing football fans have been saying for about a year now, that there's no identity to this United side, that the, the, there's no variation that they don't know what they're doing basically there's no plan they're just he's just throwing them on the pitch and and you know it's prehistoric given how advanced the game has become in the last well six even, or seven even years that, even even the idea which many of us had that you know he's he's going back to basics he's going back to Ferguson style he's going back to the 90s he's not even done that 
because he, then they were defined. You could see what they were doing. They'd play out wide. They'd get the ball in the box. They had strikers arriving. They had players arriving. They, they scored goals. They would flood the box. Um, and what they could also do was absolutely nullify you by being like Mourinho-esque Chelsea. Well, they could. They could. But they, they did it to us enough times. Yeah, and they, they tended to be more aggressive about it and, and get away with it as well. Um, but they don't even have that. They don't even have aggression. McTominay, from time to time, puts it in. But the rest of them, there's very little fight. Um, they got absolutely rolled the other day. They were, they're lucky. They're lucky to go ahead against Leicester. It's an absolutely brilliant goal from Greenwood. But... Um, but it's out of nothing, and it's against a run of play. And in the second half, they should be behind before they are, and then they go behind, and they um, they go behind, sorry, 2-1, and then within a minute from the restart, I think, or a minute later anyway, they, they equalise again, a, a lapse in concentration, Rashford's through, and he, he buries it. And again, it's a goal out of nothing, nothing It's a goal well. out of nothing, and they've cre- they create nothing in the game. The game finishes 4-2, and, and they go 1-0 up, and you'd think, just checking the scores and stuff, that it was it was really hard fought, and, and you, you know, even game. Leicester, well, they didn't dominate, but they were clearly the better side over the 90 minutes, quite clearly the better side. Um, and that was... That was United's sort of final bit of mystique, I think, finally falling away there at the weekend. This mad, unbeaten away record that they had somehow managed to accumulate. Um, disintegrated, of course, uh, as as Vardy scored the, the third goal and, and Leicester made it four in the end. So now, now there's no shine left. The sparkle's gone and the questions have begun to to become forthcoming and the spotlight has sort of fallen on Ole Gunnar this week and you rightly mentioned John. Yeah, this, this oh. is this is the scenario <laughs> this is the scenario we all dreaded. We That's we it. knew we knew it would happen, but, but it, <laughs> we all dreaded it nonetheless. But it's which way does it go? Like does Soscar manage to somehow flukily pull out the biggest result I would say if they beat Liverpool this weekend, it'd be the biggest result of his of his United career in terms of what it'll mean to to keeping him in a job, probably and 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 getting people back on side. It seems very unlikely. We are in in absolutely majestic form, and where I began this was that their midfield, no matter who he picks, is just not going to be able to compete with ours. Um, we are under strength there against Watford the weekend. It's not our first choice midfield, um, and they're absolutely imperious. Granted, Watford were poor, but I've seen you. Know, I, I saw that game against Leicester, and United's midfield was was just abject. So I am confident, but I I am wary as well. And obviously, you have to be being a Liverpool fan and going to Old Trafford. I mean, the, usually the times you fancy it most, you you know, are the hardest to take when you you come out of there one nil. Having lost one nil, um, but I don't know. I see something of of a moist moment here. I see it being. Uh, I can see a situation where we're trying to keep the score down so he stays in a job. Um, because a severe beating. I mean, if 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 we won there handsomely at, at the weekend, you could see, you could see him being pushed. I mean, they might not go straight away, but you know the writing would be on the wall. Um. 
so yeah, to all intents and purposes, we should go there and, and, and do a job on them. We're much better than them. We're clearly organised. We're on a mission, as it's been stated before, that the lads are hungry. They've missed a year of their careers and they want it back, really. They'll never get it back, but they want that adulation back. and They want to be the best again. And, and to go out and beat United is 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 the best way to do that as a, as a Liverpool player. So, yeah, let's go and do it. Um, and let's hope we don't have, I don't have egg on my face on, on Monday. All right, then, guys, thanks for joining me. And until next time, up the let's just not beat United enough to put them out of a job, right? <laughs> <laughs>